Hi, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. If you're a pre-PA, a PA student, or just love the PA profession, you are in the right place. We are Katie and Beth, PAs and doctors of medical science with years of experience working at PA programs. Our mission is to help everyone with a dream of becoming a PA get accepted to PA school. We are so happy you are here and to connect with you. Before we get started on today's episode, make sure you sign up for our upcoming Diversity in the PA Profession Shadowing Hour that happens next week, Monday, May 23rd at 7 p. Eastern. We have partnered with NSBPA, the National Society of Black Physician Assistants, to bring you an amazing shadowing hour. So mark your calendars for May 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern and sign up in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast today. To get started, tell us a little bit about your background and why you created Student Loan Advice. Yeah, a pleasure to be on today. So I am a, I run the company named studentloanadvice.com. Uh, I'm a bit of a, a money nerd. I'm not a PA, but I'm married to a nurse. So know some, something about healthcare and a little bit of an understanding of some of the, you know, the times that you had while you're in school and then getting out of school and, and the rigor that's there. Um, so I have a background in the financial industry. I went to business school and for a time, I actually thought I was going to be a professional golfer. And I realized when I got to the collegiate ranks that there's only about 200 people in the U.S. that are competing, you know, on a weekly basis, earning, you know, big time money. And, and I realized there's 50 million golfers in the U.S. So quickly my focus shifted away from athletics into academics. And uh, like I said, I, I got into finance, worked in the investment industry for a number of years. And then really just about a year ago, a company called the White Coat Investor, that's another financial literacy for uh, physicians, PAs, other healthcare uh, workers, they, and frankly, other high earners reached out and asked, hey, you know, we need somebody who has your background, who has an understanding of, you know, finance, investments, savings, and student loans, because student loans are such a big thing that people deal with in the healthcare industry. And, and we had some student loan debt from, from my wife's uh, nursing school, so we had experienced that firsthand. I fortunately didn't have any student loans when I came out just through athletic scholarships, uh, thanks to golf, um, which, which helped. And so one thing led to another, but it was a perfect fit for that the white coat investor in, in my in, in my situation. And we partnered together to create the company studentloanadvice.com to help doctors, PAs, uh, dentists, and other you know high earners you know make sense of what to do with their mortgage-sized student loans and get them on an optimal plan to get that debt over with as soon as possible. Yes, I think that is so needed. We get so many questions about like, how am I going to pay for school? How do I pay back school? What about loans? Because that is a huge, huge problem. And we know we're going to come out as high income earners, but most of us also realize we're going to come out in high debt. So I think that this is such such a needed platform. So thank you so much for that. And for our listeners, I think a lot of times they don't even think about like how they're going to pay back their student loans or money management or anything until after PA school. So what are some tips you could give to students who are either starting PA school or in PA school now to kind of get their finances in order um, to set themselves up for success after they graduate and start earning money? Yeah, I, I know that most of you, when you're in PA school, you're not going to be able to pay down on these loans much because just, you know, aside from your, your homework, the didactic, all the rotations, all the different things that you're doing in PA school, you're probably not going to be able to have a job on top of that if you are. Kudos to you for, for doing that. You're a rock star. 
But I'd say when you're, I think about it maybe in two phases. So when you're in PA school or perhaps you're preparing for PA school, just try to minimize the student loans that you end up taking out. I know you're going to have friends that are like, oh, don't worry about it. What's another 10 grand? Throw it in there, you know, live it up. And I would say that I try to minimize costs, maybe live close to campus, try to ride a bike versus taking out a car loan. And, you know, don't don't disperse those student loans until you absolutely need them. And I know you're probably going to have the chance when you're getting when you're applying for financial aid or taking out student loans. I would tend to go with federal student loans over private just because there's a number of protections and uh, benefits to federal loans. We'll, We'll talk a little bit more about those here later. But, but that would be my, that front. And then while you're in school, if you can just kind of get educated in terms of what are my options to pay them off, what are my interest rates, how is that going to play into my goals and what I'm going to do once I'm out of PA school? Am I going into private practice? If I, am I going to go work at a hospital? Um, and, and then I'd say for those of you that are already out of school and are working, I think making a plan of attack to, to start paying them down is, is a great idea because a lot of times, you know, the average PA is coming out of school, PA school with $100,000 to $200,000 in student loans and at a 7% interest rate, which is super common, you know, at $100,000 in student loans, that's growing annually at seven grand a year. And sometimes people will put their loans into forbearance or deferment when they're out of school, just trying to kind of get a sense of what they're going to do. But I, I just say, make a plan, start making payments on those and, and understand what's what, what are the best options for you moving forward. And to piggyback on that question, what about top tips for a recent graduate? Yeah, I, I'd say right when you graduate and you know whether you're going into residency right after or you're just going into a regular PA position, I would do a direct federal consolidation. And the reason why is everybody, when you graduate PA school, you're going to go into an automatic six-month grace period. Effectively, you don't have to make payments and you you can everything's put in hold on, on hold for six more months. But I would encourage you to opt out of that grace period and start making payments right out of the gate because just because you're in grace period and you don't have to make payments for six months doesn't mean that interest isn't growing. doesn't mean that those loans are growing because the majority of your student loans, really anybody that's graduating now or is going to be graduating here in the future, they're all unsubsidized loans, which means that the minute that you take them out, they start growing. Some of you might have some of those subsidized loans that don't grow while you're in, in school. So that would be the first thing is I would opt out of that grace period. And generally, the easiest way to do that is through a direct federal consolidation, which effectively consolidates or it issues you a new federal loan in place of your existing. So if you had 10 federal student loans and you did a consolidation, it would consolidate it into one loan. And that allows you to enroll into a repayment plan and opt out of that six month grace period and start making payments immediately. And, and then, you know, what, this is where you need to figure out, am I there? And there's really two main tracks that PAs will take. They'll either pay them down aggressively or they're going to look into loan forgiveness options. And I'd say that if you're working in a private practice, uh, at a training or at a PA school, 
you make sure to look into private refinancing because it's likely that you could get your rate down a whole lot. So that would save you a ton of money, you know, up front. You know, using that example we were talking about earlier, hundred thousand dollars of student loans at seven percent is seven grand a year of charge. Uh, but if you could get that down to three percent, that's only growing three thousand. So that's four thousand dollars a year, you know, and over a ten year period of time, that's that's a huge amount of money that you could be saving. And then I think don't go into forbearance when you graduate, start making those, those payments. Um, and, and if you are going for one of the loan, loan forgiveness programs, try to try to minimize your, your monthly payments over time. Yeah, I think those are some really great tips of things to think about. You know, when you graduate, a lot of our students are thinking about, you know, getting their um, DEA and getting their state license and passing their boards. But it's also yeah. important to think about your financial future because we all know, you know, the beauty of compound interest that the earlier, you know, you're able to save, the better you are in the long run. So those are some great tips. Now, what is like the top mistake that you see high income earners make right out of school? Um, or uh, soon, soon after they graduate, that sort of um, is not the best thing to do uh, with their money. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I would like to preface that with, it is the way to manage student loans can be quite complex. Each of the repayment plans for federal and for private student loans are different. They're nuanced. If you're married to another you know, PA or another hire or somebody else who has income that factors into it. You know, the way you file your taxes factors into it. The state that you live in can, can also play into how your payment shakes out because some of you are going to be on a repayment plan that's based on your income, like an income driven repayment program. Um, so I think one of the number one problems or, or things that I see that keep mistakes that people are making is they are paying high student loan interest rates for too long. They think that there's no other option for them other than making payments on their federal student loans and they get on a 10 year payment plan at a 7% interest rate and they just kind of pay on that until it's, it's over and they just realize that they paid way, way too much in interest. So that's the first thing is if you're in the pay down, you know, kind of that strategy where you're not going to go for loan forgiveness make sure that you, you get that interest rate down if, if possible, because when you get out of school, you graduated PA school, you now have income and, 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 you know, the, the lenders are willing to give you a much better interest rate. It's like trying to get a mortgage when you're in PA school versus out, you know, you're going to have a way better chance to get better rates, get better income, job history, whatnot, and, and frankly, just, just financial stability. And then, you know, the other that we've talked a little bit about is try not to go into forbearance, because what happens is your loan will, so that means effectively putting off payment for a time. And I know sometimes you get out of school and you're getting your certifications squared away, you're finding your job, but then I'd say immediately once you get, get working to, to get enrolled and start making payments because your loans don't stop growing. Those are gonna continue to grow. And if you put your loans into forbearance, what happens is if, when you exit forbearance, your loans capitalize or effectively on, 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 on compound. So if you had $100,000 of student loans and it accrued $10,000 of interest, you're and, and, and during a, a forbearance period, that $10,000 of interest would capitalize. So instead of your loan growing off of $100,000, it's going to start growing off of $110,000. So it's going to start growing a little bit quicker. 
And, um, and then the other one, kind of the, on the flip side, I see people that are that private refinance a little bit too soon. Um, and, 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 and what that is, is they, they get a, a, they go from federal into private and then the, um, that they ended up taking a job at a non-for-profit or, or at a 501c3, it just kind of fell into their lap and they're like, oh no, now I can do loan forgiveness, but that I'm no longer eligible for that. So. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That does hurt. So just, so just when you're, when you're making that decision, just make sure that you're pretty firm and you've really thought this through well about, about what you're doing. So great advice. Yeah, That's that. excellent advice. And you mentioned this briefly a little bit earlier, but what's the difference between graduate and undergraduate federal loans? Yeah. So with, with undergraduate student loans, there is a much different threshold for how much you can borrow and what types there are. There's really two main type of undergraduate federal student loans. There's subsidized and then once you've maxed out the subsidized, then it pours into this unsubsidized bucket. So subsidized, they don't have any interest while you're in school, which is great because they don't start growing until you graduate. Unsubsidized, on the other hand, start growing from the minute that you disperse them. That, that's growing interest every, every single day. And, and um, up until 2012, at in graduate and professional degree programs like PA school, you could also take out subsidized student loans at the graduate level, but now they've done away with those. So if you're going to be borrowing, borrowing for PA school, as most will, you're going to take uh, unsubsidized student loans up to about $20,000 per semester. And if you need anything above and beyond that, which I see is quite common, you would start taking out what are called uh, graduate plus student loans. And it's tiered a little bit, usually subsidized, have the lowest interest rate, unsubsidized somewhere in the middle, and then these direct grad plus loans tend to be the highest interest rate. But for those of you in, in PA school, you know the interest rates for, for graduate school loan is probably in the five to 8% range. Whereas for undergrad, they're more in, in the three to five. So you, you definitely see an uptick in the rates as you move from undergrad to grad school. Okay, thank you for explaining that because I know a lot of our listeners um, aren't really sure exactly like how to get them and what to do and the difference. So thank you so much for explaining that to them. And then a note on, we get a lot of questions too. You know, everybody's talking about, okay, retirement because with PAs, you typically don't enter the workforce until you're a little bit older, right? At 25 instead of, you know, 21, 22 when a lot of people are entering the workforce. So everybody's talking about retirements and 401ks and savings and emergency funds and paying back your student loans. So do you have any advice on what to tell them if they're like, hey, should I save? Should I do a 401k? Should I match? Should I pay everything on my student loans? I've kind of had to balance that. Yeah, I mean, this, this question, investing versus paying down debt, right, it is, and, and I think for, for everyone, it's a little bit unique, because some people are going to say, don't pay on your student loans, you're only paying 3% interest, and you can make 10%, you know, in the market, you know, so you're earning a 7% return above what you would be on your student loans, right, and, 
And, I, and, and then there's others that are like, just pay, put every single penny towards your student loans and don't put anything into retirement. And I think that I fall kind of in between that range where I think, number one, you make a great point. You're getting started later on your retirement savings. And this is extremely important for you to be, you know, to be able to retire, you know, safely and soundly when you, when you get to the end of your career. So I'd say, number one, you need to pay yourself. So that means putting money in whatever retirement plan that your employer offers and, and of course, contributing up to whatever that matches that they, that, that they offer you. That's, that's a great way to, you know, really start building your nest egg and take advantage of compound interest. And then, you know, after that, I would then contribute to student loans. So if somebody said, Hey, I've got $10,000 of income that I could be putting towards student loans and or putting towards investing, maybe split it 50-50, maybe put five grand first into your retirement account and then put that other portion into your student loan debt. And, you know, for those of you that are on income driven repayment programs, your payments are based off of your, your adjusted gross income. So really that is whatever you make minus any pre-tax contribution. So if you made $100,000 and you contributed $10,000 to a retirement plan, your payments in an income driven repayment program wouldn't be based off the hundred thousand of income. It would actually be based off of ninety thousand dollars of income. So there's a bit of an incentive. You know, number one, you're saving for retirement. Number two, you're also able to potentially reduce your your student loan payments. So there, there's a bit of a double advantage there, kind of a win win for you to to do that. What services do you offer as far as like all of yeah. that goes? Yeah. So in terms of, you know, our, our only offering or service right now at studentloanadvice.com is to offer a one-on-one -on -one consultation with you or with your partner sitting down and, and we provide a comprehensive student loan plan, which goes in depth on, on your situation in terms of the optimal payout plan, which repayment plan should you be on? How do I, uh, you know, what are the forms that I need to file? Do I need to consolidate my student loans? Is private refinancing a good option? Should I be looking into loan forgiveness? We cover all those different pieces in, in a one hour call with, with someone. And, and then we provide them with a copy of that document. You get six months of email follow-up. So that's if somebody needs tailored kind of customized student loan advice and tips and tricks. Yeah, that's great. That sounds very individualized and personalized, which is definitely what PAs need when they graduate for sure. Yeah, I could tell you, like, I wish I had something like that when I graduated because, I mean, I sort of kind of knew, I mean, I knew I, I'm, I love money. I love like tracking numbers. I'm a big numbers nerd too. So I knew how much I owed and I knew a little bit about what subsidized and unsubsidized was, but I was surprised by the high interest rate of my graduate loans. I was surprised just by some of the things. I didn't really even know what a 401k was. I didn't know how much to put towards my loans. I didn't know how much, like when to start. You know, some people said, you know, wait as long as possible. And other people were telling me, just like you, start right away, you know, compound interest, et cetera. So I really had no clue just where to start. And just having someone saying, hey, this is what you need. This is the forms you need. This is what you need to do. Because I remember my loans got sold four or five times, and I eventually consolidated them but it was really really hectic up until I consolidated them because I had undergrad and then I had graduate and those have been sold and so it was so so confusing so you offering this one-on-one -on -one, sitting down explaining things telling them what they need to do and, and having a plan 
is fantastic. And I'm telling you guys, if you're listeners, we know PAs. You guys are type A people. If you have a plan, you're going to work it. <laughs> if you can just figure out what you're going to do, put it in your planner, you'll do it. So really, really recommend sitting down with someone. Um, and like Andrew said, getting an individualized plan because I promise you it'll just save you so much stress and heartache in the long run. And this is speaking from experience because I remember like, renting my first financial book from the library. And I was like, I don't even know what a, what a difference between a Roth and traditional like 401k is. So definitely, definitely recommend that because I think that is so needed because that's not something that we really talk about at PA school. We might talk about how to negotiate a contract or, you know, what money you should be asking for as a student, but we don't talk about this type of stuff. This is not something you're going to get in school. And so definitely, definitely something to think about. So we'll have the link um, to studentloanadvice.com in the show notes if you guys are interested in doing that. And on that note, do you do any pre-planning for people maybe who have gotten accepted into PA school and want to plan about how much student loans that they think they're going to need and, and just how to set themselves up now kind of before they get that? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I, I meet with a lot of people that are at the end of PA school or that are now full-blown PAs, certified all your designations, but, but also if you're trying to figure out how much loans should I be taking out, we can also work with you on, on the front end as well, just strategizing and, and making sure that you're, you're, you know, you're not missing anything or, or addressing any of the blind spots that you may have. Awesome. And where can our listeners find you? Yeah, you can find us you know, directly at our website, studentloanadvice.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Student Loan Advice. I'm on uh, LinkedIn, if any of you were in that network. And uh, we would love to, to hear from you if you have any questions or if you need additional help with your student loans. Listeners, check out the show notes to get all of that information. Yes, and is there any final topic or any final thing that we didn't go over today that you think our students need to know um, before they enter this mountain load of debt that is PA school? And we know it's totally worth it, but it sometimes can be stressful to know that you're going to have this amount of debt when you graduate. Yeah, I, I'd say because I know some of you out there are DIY. I know some of you out there are just like, this is so overwhelming. I This is burning me out. This is crushing me. I think kind of wherever you are on the perspective, you know, if you just need help from step one, we can help you there. Or if you think you've got this well-oiled, wonderful plan, we can just make sure that that's also on, on the right path for you. But I just say, you know, take advantage of this, you know, now because federal student loan interest rates have been on hold for almost two years now and the rates are kicking in again this mm -hmm. coming February. And so just get, get your plan in place so that once payments and interest resume this coming February, you know where to go. Excellent. And our last question, we like to ask uh, a lot of people this. Um, so we're going to ask you, um, who is Andrew when the spreadsheets go away? When you close down your computer, you take off your calculator, pocket protector, whatever. <laughs> um, who is Andrew kind of beneath all the numbers? Yeah, I'm, I'm a husband, I'm a father, parent first to an 11-month-old little boy. Uh, that's, that's where I, that's why I do what I do, trying to help out other families to, to manage their finances. I get so much joy out of that, but, but I get even more joy out of spending time with my family. I live in a beautiful place in the, the Mountain West, Utah, where I can hike and bike and ski and run. In, in, in a gorgeous area. So basically anything outdoors, I'm, I'm pretty much all over that. Ah, I love that. Yes. So he's a family man who's out there to help you 
and your family become successful, get your finances in order. Uh, absolutely love that. So thank you again so, so much for coming on our show. We really appreciate it. As always, we'll have everything linked in the show notes for our listeners if you are interested. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are so excited for your future as a PA. Make sure to take advantage of Andrew's financial advising, which you can sign up for in the show notes. Also, if you are serious about getting accepted to PA school, then check out our private coaching package, which includes everything you need to be the most competitive, strongest applicant. Our private coaching clients have incredible success land multiple interviews and acceptances, so definitely check this out. It includes personal statement editing, CASPA app editing, CASPA experience details, templates, mock interview, private Zoom sessions with us, virtual PA shadowing hours, basically everything you need for your PA school application. Your future is too important to cut corners, so if you are ready to go all in on your dream of becoming a PA, sign up in the show notes. Your future PA self will thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off, and we can't wait to see what your future holds. We'll catch you at the next episode.